Hello and welcome to the Portuguese Football Show. First episode of the season, uh, a season preview. Strange timing, given that the first round of matches is already underway. But delighted to be back and delighted to be back, joined by Philippe. As always, Philippe, how's it going? May I'm so happy that football's back. Talking about football, previewing football and... We've had the Premier League this weekend, which we'll we'll touch on at the end. But there's some more. This will be more of a sort of preview show, and then we should get back into the routine and recording once a week, covering the games that have happened in Europe, the games that have happened domestically, both in the league and and cup competitions, the old format. And hopefully, we can uh, be a bit more consistent this season because last season definitely was now best. But we'll give it a good go. So we posted. A graphic on social media last week and asked for some responses. Philippe sent me the questions when we spoke last week. Some really, really good questions. So I think it's best to start there because it gives us a good a good segue into discussing some of the some of the hot topics, some of the talking points going into the season. And to also give us a chance to read out some of your uh, predictions as well. So the first question was which promoted team will finish highest? Estrella de Amadora, Ferenz and Morenz. Now, we had quite a few different responses to this one. Uh, João Nuno Sousa said the Ferenz will finish highest out of the two. Jack Hachen said Estrella de Amadora, so we had a one of each there. And oh, we had a, a Braga fan page which also said Ferenz. Philippe, I'm interested to get your... Your team, who do you think finishes highest and, and why? My, I was quite surprised that people said Ferenc and Estrela Amadora not so much, but Ferenc I was really surprised. My mm-hmm. team I think will be, and I'll be very shocked if it doesn't happen, is actually going to be Moreirense. That's mine because as well. Because <laughs> they done such a good season last year. They kept yeah. the really good base. They have a player mm-hmm. there. When they went down, I, I was really surprised they stuck around, which is Gonçalo Franco. And now he's mm-hmm. back up um, in the Primera Liga. And they're so consistent. Yeah, They have André Luiz up front. That the spine of the team is, is really good. And they brought some really good um, young players as well. They went to pick up yeah. Fabian from, from Braga, which is a very good addition. And they have Rodrigo from Braga there as well on loan. So I'm... Um, Obviously, we are now recording after their game against Sport, which was very, very balanced. They end up losing it, but yeah. but it shows how organized they are. I really like who was the coach. It was Academica two or three years ago when they were actually fighting to get promoted back into the Premier League. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was very surprised that people went with with Ferenc and and Strela just because I don't. For me, I was watching last year. I don't think they'll be. I think they'll be safe very easily. I don't think they'll be fighting for for survival until the end of the season. Yeah, agreed. To be honest, agreed on on all of the points. I thought it was surprising just given that obviously out of the three teams, the the ones who won the Segunda Liga scored seventy seven goals in the process. Defensively, were were very sound. They only lost three games in the league last season, or you know all season. Obviously, different standards Segunda Liga, but 
probably the most confident of the of the groups coming up. I think they they won it with 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 a ten point gap. I've obviously came up into the Premier League and as you said, kept a lot of the spine uh, sort of the same. And then obviously the questions were 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 put out before the first round of games and when we watched the the Porto game before they actually took the lead in that game and and shown you know some some really good moments. So yeah, to be honest, I think I agree with you on that point. And um, and yeah, and then I, as for the other two, I get the Estrella Amador. I think that's quite an exciting one to see come up because it had been so long and sort of you know the history behind the club. Seeing them back in the in the Premier League will be very interesting. Not a clue where where they finish to be honest this season. And then Ferenc, a team that we're we're all a little bit more familiar with in terms of recent years, in terms of sort of coming up and going back down. Um, you know, they started off the season with a with a three 0 defeat. Not, you know, not a, not a great way to start the season. But we'll see. Um, we'll we'll see how they get on in that regard. Now, one of the other questions was 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 quite a funny one, but it allows us to again make a, a sort of segue into our first managerial departure. The question was first manager uh, with to be sacked, and then actually I put in brackets as well, or to leave first. And it's a good job I put that in there uh, because Moreno. Has left Vittoria uh, as, as as the head coach. He he resigned. He put out a, a press conference yesterday, just uh, you know, just days into the new season. But from the sounds of it, it's all basically been pretty much after the the disappointment in Europe, going out of the Europa Conference League at pretty much the first hurdle. Um, the first leg, to be honest, was an indication of of just how much chaos because they managed to win the game, but. It was, um, yeah, they, was, they defensively looked a little bit all over the place, and then obviously went out in the second leg. So, yeah, he's he's left his position. An interesting one because Vittoria, especially sort of recently, historically, a team that we expect to be there or thereabouts in terms of fighting and challenging, but they just can't seem to get any sort of like solidity. Things just are constantly changing there, whether it be players leaving, managers coming in and out, and. Yeah, I think they'd just be looking for a little bit of, of consistency. I don't know. You know, might know better than me. They haven't got... Have they got pointed to a, a replacement yet? Do they know who's coming in? Has that been agreed? Or For for an intern period, uh, will be João Aroz, um, which was at Sporting, and I think it was at Guimarães as well uh, before. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it will be only for a period of time. I don't think he'll stay for the full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if you remember last year, something similar happened because Pepper left a few days Pepper before left, the yeah. season started. So yeah, yeah. they obviously need to, to try to get some consistency. Obviously now it didn't help either that Andrea Mar had to go. Um, mm-hmm. so they end up losing one of the center backs. Then they went to try to grab, um, the, the center back that was at Chihuahua and then went to Guimarães in last year was in Croatia on the B team ready to go to MLS and then because of the Amarville they yeah. called him back so that he was off yeah, yeah. and then now apparently he's not staying in the team anymore um, so just a bit <laughs> of a mess um, but yeah it's, it's quite a shame really it's, it's Revkovic. really hard, Revkovic, it's, yeah, it's really hard to understand because they are such a probably the, the, the fourth or fifth team with the most number of fans consistently in the stadium yeah. um, mm-hmm. but they're just so poorly organised um, yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, it, it is a strange one because you think a club that 
as you say, is is so storied as such a sort of a rich history in Portuguese football. You, I mean, to even see the the amount of support that they get, you only have to look at when they do those those sort of reveals before the season. The they have like the the stage and they have the players and they have the parade and the fireworks and stuff. And you see those images and there's thousands of fans. You know, that's a that's a city that lives and sort of breathes football. And yeah, they just don't seem to be able to to, to connect the dots, both at board level and 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 then obviously on the pitch as well. They've been able to still qualify and get into Europe, but really they they they, they should be putting together you know, a more consistent picture for for the supporters. Yeah, so I agree with it in in that regard. And it's just another it's another thing now. They've got to recruit another manager. It's another season where they've went out of Europe early on the, the grander scale for Portuguese sort of coefficient that is really disappointing to see them go out to to um I forget the name of the team they went out to. Slovenian team. Yeah. That, that's no disrespect to them really, but I literally I'd never heard of them before Vittorio were drawn against them and and um, so yeah that's that that's disappointing. But we'll we'll move on. That's a team who won't finish in the top four. Team who teams who will finish in the top four and in what order? Now I feel like we put this out before the first round of fixtures. I don't know whether this will have changed some people's order. And then obviously we see what happened to to Braga on the opening day. We saw Victor Jochres go two goals in a minute for sport. So you're you're already thinking, you know, Braga have really recruited well, and they've they've been sort of flavour of the month, I think. On online social media and stuff, in terms of people talking about, you know, they could really be a surprise package, and that that sort of narrative has really gained momentum because of some of the really smart business that they've done, picking up the likes of Honey Lopes, Brumer on a permanent, um, and um, Vito Carvalho players, players like that, Jose Font from Lille brings experience, but then, as you say, the 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 best laid plans of mice and men, you know, things things sort of fall apart. They go. 1-0 up inside the first 10 minutes and end up losing the game. It's 2-1 to Famalicão, who also could be a bit of a surprise package this season. I know Philippe thinks they'll be a bit of a surprise package. It was also nice to see our boy come on and make an impact. Enrique Rouge come on in the 64th minute and bang, they score in the 67th and they score in the 95th. So while he was on the pitch, they actually won 2-0. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, just some of, some of the responses that we got here yeah, is... is Jack Hacken said his was a, a, a his was different. He had Porto winning the title. Don't see that myself, to be honest. Benfica second, Sporting third, and Braga fourth. Um, and then we we actually had a Braga fan who messaged and said uh, he doesn't like to make those type of predictions when his club is involved. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fair enough, fair enough. But he did that. He did add that he thinks the fifth place in the table. Will be between Familicao and Estoril, which is a, a, a an interesting one. Philippe, what what is what is your well? First of all, who who's winning the title? Have you, so is, I, I then mine, and I have proof before <laughs> the first round of games. So <laughs> that nothing changed since um, I put for winning the title Benfica because mm-hmm. I think they obviously Gonzalo Ramos left. Um, but they brought really, really good players. They kept Schmidt as the manager, and they just look really well organized. So I, I think they'll win the league um, more comfortably than last year. 
um, in my opinion. I put second place Sporting because it's quite interesting, the very big difference of, of idea of how they are doing business um, because they already spend more or less the same money. Well, maybe a bit more now with, with the deal, um, the last one done. But it's not much difference from what they spent this year than what they spent last year. But the difference is in this year they bought, well, three players, been one of them Trincão, which was there already on loan last year. But it still counts because they have to spend ten million this year. Um and this like this first for the same amount of money last year they spent in ten players, which only five of them are still at the club. So it's a very big difference in how they making business. And I think that will improve the team. Um, less change and trying to add quality in specific places. Um, in third place, I put Porto. And in fourth place, I put Braga. But, um, and and I, I think we didn't put that one on the list, but I'll give you that one now. For my hot take, I don't think Conceição will stay there until the end of the season. Not Ooh. because we'll get sacked, but I think because you but like a Moreno type of style, he'll just leave yeah. if things don't get well. I don't That's think they'll hot. fight. I don't think they'll fight for for the league. I think in end of Feb they'll be already trying to get second place. Yeah, I mean, I've saw so be there's still there's still so many there's still so much I think that needs adding to to that to that squad. Um, even just sort of obviously watching them tonight. I know Alan Varela is. Is on his way, and they brought in um, Nico from um, from Barcelona, and you know Teremi's still there. He hasn't left, and, and they've kept Diogo Costa's obviously still there. But yeah, I, I can't see them. No. I can't see them challenging. To be honest, I just I just don't see it. I think as well, it's the areas that they lack in. Sort of like the, the fullback areas are so weak in midfield sometimes. Yeah, I feel sorry for for for, for players like Otavio to be honest, because it feels like he's just all over the pitch trying to do. A bit of everything. Loads of jobs at once, yeah. And and he, even tonight, like Benfica's squad from last season, even without the additions, and now the additions as well, um, the likes of Kochu and, and players like that coming in, I just, you know. And we didn't even really speak about uh, Sporting bringing in um, Martin Hjolmand Hjol, from, from Lecce in Serie A. Again, he's not someone I've, I've watched extensively, but just going through his numbers... If you compare his numbers from last season to João Palhinha's sporting winning season, yeah, yeah. it's it's exactly what it was. His yeah. ability of ball recovery, his, his, his long balls, um, switching mm-hmm. play, that's something that Ugarte, for instance, cannot do. Ugarte is much more in the recovery and then driving the ball a bit forward. And mm-hmm. Palhinha can switch play very, very easily. And that's what's lacking yeah. in the last two years for sporting. Um, yeah. So I think that'll be a very good addition in in the in that in the area. We spoke last time we recorded that I said that those twenty millions they spend in um, your carries, I think they should be spending on on the centre mid. Well, this if, is if, they, if, they, if there's yeah, the money yeah. for that, then yeah, they give the twenty million for for that place because it's so important mm-hmm. in the way that Emory wants to play. Um, yeah. So they have to spend that money. And and going back on on Porto's point, yeah, if you think. They would need a right back because I think is criminal having Pepe playing there. They need a left back. It's neither Vendel or Zaidu are really at this level. Um, and and Taremi, you say he hasn't left. We don't know if he's going to stay or not. There's a lot of links to the Milan clubs or, or Spurs. 
But yeah. the last two games against Benfica and today against against Wurenes, it was it was not the same play. It was miles off. Yeah, right? miles off it today. Definitely, he was miles off it. But yeah, um, yeah, I just looked at more 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 and last season. Seventy-two interceptions, which is more than any other player in Serie A. Fifty-two tackles, ranked them fourth in the league. One hundred and eighty-seven duels won, twenty-six chances created for a player in his position. Four assists. These are, you know, these are good, good numbers. And young captain as well. It speaks to his personality and an interesting, very interesting signing. Um, so yeah, I think we'll 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 probably as the season goes on and we see these players actually, you know, pull on the shirt and everyone sort of match fit. It usually takes a couple of weeks for everyone to get up to speed. Players are arriving at different times and managers are still trying to figure out the best 11. But it'd be interesting to come back to this maybe in, in you know, sort of like mid to late September or just after the international break and speak about how some of these players have, have fit in. And and obviously, Jokerez, we, we, we saw just what he can do in, this, in the blink of an eye. Um, with the with those two goals in two minutes, so yeah, I think it, uh, another another really interesting point and interesting bit of business. The next question on our list was the who will finish in the fifth place. We spoke a little bit about Vittoria before, just in terms of that. We we more or less just ex- expect them to be there or thereabouts. But we had yeah, we had some we had some varied shouts. We had Estoril. We had another Estoril. We had. Familicao slash Estoril. Interesting. Who who did you go for? Mine is no surprise, obviously. I went with, with Familicao. Familicao. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've went we've went with the same on that again. And because... to, to the listeners, it's not just because I absolutely love Enrique Ruiz. It's not. I, I don't think they'll get the 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 top five just based on um just based on on him, but I mean this will be a big Oscar help Aranda. though. <laughs> oh, yeah, Oscar Aranda. He looks to be. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with the the Ivan Jaime situation because the situation is is difficult, and I think João Pedro Sousa said like it's it we, we can't count on him at this moment, basically, as if to say yeah he's he's looking to sort of force his way out. But but then other than that, you know, we've got the young players in there, the likes of Gustavo Sar and. Yeah, I'll I'll let you wax lyrical a little bit about Familicao. Why why Familicao? Because first of all, they were able to cap so much of there was some of their players that really like were amazing last year. As I do the centre mid is is a machine. It's ridiculous how good it is, and they were able to cap him. Um, obviously, Cardiz is important for them as well. Then they brought Terry Carouge. Um, and and there's so much quality. Luis Junior is such a good goalkeeper, and he's still there. Um, Jean Pedro Sosa really knows the team, built his team again, and and knows the club. Um, so I think they were better than than when he first went there. And 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 honestly, I yeah. I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be very comfortable in in fifth place, even if they lost against Braga on Friday. They they still played really really well. Um, and their scouting yeah. system is so good. Every like everyone they bring is important. Um, and then yeah, we spoke about last time as well. Well, Tav is such a good centre back; it's, it's ridiculous how no yeah. one picked him up before. Um, so I think we'll be very, very comfortable for them in fifth place. I think they'll still be quite far off of Braga in fourth, which was my bet. Um, but if, if 
if they don't get completely dismantled at the end of next season, I think there's a project there and, and there's money in the bank for them. Obviously, they sold the rest of Pedro Gonçalves to Sporting. They sold Penetra to, to Aze, so they have money. Um, so it's it's a very good project to, to keep an eye on. And yeah, the, but the people like obviously there's a lot of bets on on Streil. I think I think they'll be doing a really good season as well. They lost yesterday, obviously in a in a bit of a game they sh- they should never lose. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know. How, I don't know. It was but, an absolute epic. To yeah, be fair, the way they played and and in the Tasa de Liga and knowing mm-hmm. how obviously how Alvaro Pacheco likes the, those teams to play, they will be a very good fun to to watch. Yeah, just on Estrell because that, to be honest, same answer there with with Familical. But that one of the other questions was biggest the biggest jump in the league. I can see why you know Estrell would be a a good bet for that because last season Familical finished eighth. And so so if we you know if we presume that they'll be jumping up to fifth, that's that's fair enough. That's a, a sizable jump, and it'll also take them into the European places. But Estrell finished fourteenth last season. Can't see them finishing that close to the relegation zone this season. The both. The, the players that they brought in um, and just sort of the there seems to be a bit of just a positive energy around the, the, the club at the minute as you say the game the other day you they could play that game I think another 10 times and I, I don't think they'd lose it Aruka scored 4 goals they had 4 shots on target obviously watched the game but it was looking at the numbers they had an expected goals Aruka of, of 0.55 and managed to score 4 times yeah yeah were, were guilty I think of, of wasting chances as well they had 7 shots on target uh, 11 shots in total they dominated the ball they had basically more of everything they they constantly putting Aruka under pressure and you you sort of you come away from it and think how the hell have we just lost that 4-3 not only have we just lost that 4-3 but we lost the 4-3 and it was it was 1-1 at half time <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. the second the second half just completely it was so in the balance and then the second half just completely um exploded but i imagine Estadel are the same, the same bet for you there for the, the biggest jump in the league? Yeah, absolutely. I think they will be easily finished top eight, top nine. So they'll be definitely the biggest yeah. jump. Who will be the top goal scorer in the Premier League 2023-24 season? One that everyone likes to answer. A couple of different strikers come into the league. A couple of different strikers move clubs within the league. The big one, I think that everyone... Well, a lot of people are looking to is 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 Big Victor, and we we saw he started off the season in Erling Haaland style with a with two two quick fire goals, and I think he'll get chances. I'm I'm putting him there. I, I think he'll be the top goal scorer this season. I'm going with him. This what one, about you? this one was you the hardest. You're going to go with a bit, a bit this, of a rogue. Name. This one, uh, this one was definitely the hardest one for me. Yeah, because yeah, he started really well, and he'll be. Getting loads of chances um, in Benfica. Obviously, we don't really know how Arthur is going to go. Um, Taremi in Porto won last year, but we don't really know if he's going to stay or not. And he doesn't really look himself at the moment. So mm. I went for Ricardo Horta because Ooh. he's always he's always up there. He has good numbers. He'll be on all pens, all free kicks, and he basically has a team. If at end of the, the middle of the season they are not fighting for really anything special. And they make that their priority. They'll go for it because it's so important for the club. <laughs> so I, I I went with with Arthur because first of all, he's such a good player. So we deserve it if that's the case. And and yeah, and I don't see any striker really going over the twenty five goals between twenty and twenty five. I think will be a low scoring in terms. I think the goals will be more spread around and have just one player 
being clearly above everyone else. That's interesting. I'm gonna stick. I'm not. I'm not twisting. I'm gonna stick with uh, with with Jokeres. I mean, you're right in terms of you know you make a good point. 2019, 2020, he scored 12 goals. Ricardo Orta scored 12 goals. 2020, 2021, scored nine. Bit more of a mixed season, but then as you. Since then, 2021, 2022, 19 goals, five assists in 32 games. Incredible numbers. Last season, 14 goals, eight assists in, in 30 games. You know, just just outstanding figures. Yeah, and, and he's playing more central this year. So he'll be closer mm-hmm. from goal because until now, he's playing more from the left-hand side coming inside. And now he plays yeah. behind the striker or when Pizzi's in, Pizzi plays there behind, but they swap quite often. So we will be even closer from goal. Um, so, yeah, and I think um, as you say, if they are sort of pushing for it, and they, Braga do look like a side this season that that have got goals in them. Um, is is you you make a point about the set pieces there as well? Obviously, that's is kicked off as as a season with a with a brilliant free kick, mm-hmm. one that's completely took everyone by surprise and just whipped it into that 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 uh, near corner. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a good punt. I'm still I, I I'm gonna go. I I think yeah, I'm still yeah, definitely. I'm staying with Jokeres. I think he'll have a have a good season. Player you are most excited to watch now, even now, I still really don't have a fixed answer for this. Player you're most excited to watch because I've got quite a few for for different reasons because we did we didn't specify whether it was. Young players, or you know, it can be anyone. It can be players that are new to the league. It can be players that you're just sort of looking forward to to watching. Johnny Lopez. I say that because I feel like he's someone who's had difficulty, shall we say, with with some of the moves that he's picked, the, the, the timing of them, um, and not being able to really sort of kick on maybe in the way that he'd that he'd have liked. But it's a player with undeniable quality. It's a player who, when he's sort of motivated and in a good group playing with the sort of freedom that he sort of craves. We saw when he was at, at Monaco, we saw flashes of it when he was saw it when he was at Lille. Severe, we didn't really see it, but again, he made that move. COVID hit, the season stopped. He was in and out the team. He was playing in the Europa League, but not playing in the league. And then last season when he was playing for, for, for Troyes in Ligue 1, seven goals, five assists in 29 starts, 33 appearances, 32 appearances, sorry, so he's someone I'm I'm looking forward to 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 watching, and Braga as a whole, to be honest. Again, Bruma can he can he turn that sort of loan form into something more permanent? And he's another player that if he, if he can find consistency, you know just how dangerous he can be. Caught you at Benfica, final captain, Eredivisie player of the season last season. Another really interesting player I'm looking forward to watching. Hjolmand, we spoke about him before. Nico at Porto, who has has played in a couple of different roles, both when he was at Barcelona and, and Valencia. Interesting to see where he fits into Contessal's system and if 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 he gets into the team and is playing regularly. But yeah, so many, to be honest. I, I think that'll be something that I'll look forward to coming back to and maybe a player that catches our eye a bit of a surprise. We spoke about Familia Cal before. There's four or five different players that I, I can't wait to see kick on. Andy Carouge is <laughs> is a big one. He had a, a disaster last season at Watford. A move that didn't suit him. A league that didn't suit him. Just unsure really why 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 any of that was sort of signed off. And then they changed managers and 
the I forget who the new manager was came in, didn't fancy him, didn't really play after that. But yeah, what about you, Philippe? Have you got one name? I have and one. I have two, and they were quite predictable. But it was more a question of like when you start thinking, you're absolutely right. There's so many options, which just proves the quality, at least the individual quality in the league. So it's it's really nice to see. Mine too were one of them is a return, so Di Maria. Just for the reason that every time he touches the ball, you you, you don't really know what he's going to do because his touch is like amazing. His game against Porto in the Supertas in the second half, there's like two or three times where you just go past like three or four Porto players and you think like Porto players are not like in any team. They're really good as well. And then you see how easy it makes it look. So mm-hmm. sometimes just tune in for games just to watch individual play, to have a touch on the ball and, and you see something different. So that's one of my picks. And the other one, I went for Bruma because he's so predictably unpredictable. Because as soon mm-hmm. as he has the ball in a game that's so much into pass and touch or so physically has the ball and everyone knows that it's going to go for being one fullback or fullback and the centre-back, doesn't matter. He's just going <laughs> to go and try to have 1v1s or 1v2s. And sometimes when he pulls it off, he's so, so nice to see. And and that's the type of players that makes people enjoy football and keep an eye on and keep watching. Like, for instance, Quaresma was <laughs> back in yeah. the day because he's predictable because you know what you're going to do, but unpredictable because he can still make it happen. And that's why I went for, for those two because he's even in the game that doesn't matter for anything, you still want to watch them just because of them. And, and that's why... You start loving football in the first place. Yeah, it's it is. It's those players that that get you on the edge of your seat, isn't it? It's those players that, to be honest, I've just realised how much it doesn't make sense that the player I've deemed to be the best transfer, <laughs> I haven't included in one of the players that I'm most excited to watch. But he was my my best transfer, Dimaria. I think probably a predictable one because a player of that sort of stature coming to the league. Is um, you know obviously returning to the league what thirteen years after leaving Benfica and and um, he's still got so much quality. He's, 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 he's um, scored again today against uh, Bovista, although it's probably the easiest goal he's ever scored in his career. Um, but yeah, I feel like and I feel like at those those games, those moments when Benfica might be lacking something, or they're playing against a team that's sitting deep, or they're playing against a team that's frustrating them. To have someone, no matter his age, no matter what point of the career he's at, to have someone with a touch as good as his, a finish as good as his, the ability to make things happen like he does, it's, he's, a, he's just a match winner. You've got a match winner on your team. And the fact that he's went back to Benfica, I think, is whether you're a Benfica supporter or not, I'm not. But, yeah, there's, there's something a little bit romantic about that, I think, because there's definitely especially with the money that we're seeing being spent uh, in other parts of the world. He definitely offers um, more lucrative offers, but he's chosen to come back to Benfica and gets to play in the Champions League, gets to compete in a, in a really good league. And yeah, I think he 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 will be, he is my uh, pick for the best transfer. What about yourself? My, again, on this one, I actually ended up picking up two. One is very obvious, and the other one I tried to make it a little bit more fun. So mm-hmm. the obvious one was Ronnie Lopes, because I is one of the players that even if in two years his career doesn't kickstart again and he has two bad seasons, they still mm-hmm. had not spent any money on him apart from salary. 
So having a player that everyone is so excited for no fee whatsoever, it just makes sense business-wise. Because even if then he sold for five, six, seven, whatever mil it is, it's just profit. So that, I think that was a really good pickup from from Braga. But he's a player as well that he needs to feel. I think is um, maybe he's too 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 old for for some of our listeners. But like Simon, when he went back to Benfica in the early two thousands, is a player that needs to feel really loved and loved. I, he looks he needs important, doesn't he? Yeah. he's the type of player who needs that that sort of feeling of of like. You, you're the man, and and yeah, just that that's that feeling. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. But no, yeah, no, 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 that's a great comparison to be honest. So, so if they use him well and that psychological part comes into play and he feels important, I think could be a very good signing. And then the other one is for Morocco, um, which started the season really, really well, which is Christ. Um, Ooh, great shout! Real Madrid uh, youth team. It was loaned and he went to Udinese and then been loaned into different clubs in, in Spain, and now he's, he's in Aroca. And I think, obviously, if you think that the best sell ever for Morocco, I think, was João Bas now for three million. I think if yeah. he's very easily being able to, if, if he then he sold for five, let's say, that makes his best deal in the history of the football club. And looking how well he's playing now, and obviously looking what would be done when he was in, I think it was Vaya de Lille, that he had his best season. It's just yeah. such a good, such a good finding for for them, and it's so important. You see straight away, it's three games, I think, two goals and one assist so far, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's very well to tonight. Yeah, the SK Brand game in Europe. Obviously, he scored, he scored in the uh, in the game against Estoril as well. But yeah. the 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 yeah, that first leg, he's he'll be a key reason if they. Obviously, if they get past Brand in the second leg and then go on to the the playoff round, if Aruka do well in Europe this season, he'll be a a massive part of that, I think. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a good shout. I completely forgotten about. I don't know how, but yeah, completely forgot about it. That's a really good shout. There. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. As I said at the top of the show, hope to be a bit more consistent this season. So we'll be aiming to put out an episode at least once a week, covering the results and everything going on in Portuguese football, as well as bringing back the Portuguese abroad segment that was so popular when we first started doing the podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, see you next time.